0: His best friend is his mother.
1: Janet! Doctor Scott!
2: Janet! Ah. Roquette! Oh, you're so cool, Brewster!
3: I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh?
2: It was an asylum! And it was hell!
1: 20 years of pure hell! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative! They're all gonna laugh at you! Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? You
4: better give me those shoes, that mine give them back to me!
5: How many times do I have to tell you Ursula Andres belongs with the transvestites, not the
3: perverts? Oh, you heterosexuals.
5: It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. You're a bullshit artist! They're coming, they're coming!
6: Good evening. Welcome to Screaming Queens. <laughs> 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 the horror podcast with the queer eye view. <laughs> We're all high on my special custards and soggy biscuit. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway. Oh dear. Um And uh, well, yeah, so, do you want me to take you back out? <laughs> 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 I just what this is going to sound like. <laughs> I've left Stephen's um, Peppermint Bag in. No, no, that's not okay. <laughs> I just like to play with the bag. Okay. <laughs> I like to find Get your fingers wet.
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, this is going to be a long episode, everyone. Settle down. <clears throat> My name's Jonathan Larkin. I'm Jonathan Butler. I'm Stephen Moore. I'm Martin Fenity. And in this episode of and Queens, we're going to look at a seminal classic... The classic. Seminole. Seminole. <laughs> <laughs> There's a special custard getting a possibly the classic horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so no pressure there. Then yeah. we're going to look at Psycho first of all. So we thought, me and John thought we'd fill these other two in <laughs> live on air uh, on um, the void last night. Me and Jonathan Butler went to see The Void last night at Fact in Liverpool. And uh, do you want to tell them a little bit about The Void, John? Can you remember the, of the plot, such as it was? The plot is kind
8: of reminiscent of Assault on Precinct 13 from John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, police officer, to start, not really doing his rounds. He's just sitting, waiting, because nothing's happening. It's this small kind of backwards town where nothing really happens. Then, all of a sudden sees someone fall out into the road covered in blood probably doesn't usually happen there yeah Um, yeah out of the wood so he finds this guy picks him up takes him to the hospital then all of a sudden the hospital is surrounded by cultists in mm. weird robes and knives. Sort of white KKK type robes? aren't Yeah, with a triangle on the face. Yeah, a black triangle on the face. It goes down a pretty fast road doesn't it? People start turning into monsters. And cutting their own faces off. Cutting their own faces mm-hmm. off and cutting their own skin off and stabbing, yeah. stabbing people in the eye, which I... I, I yeah. I've got a thing with
6: eyes, so I didn't like that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be
8: stabbed in the eye. Is this a plot?
6: This yeah. is the plot, Yeah we can't we don't want to give spoilers away to the viewer to the listeners and we don't want to give them to you either because I think you both like it, it was it good thing. it's good
8: I, I enjoyed it more because it, it's kind of got there's like H.P. Lovecraft elements in there which I kind of mm. like as well so I got a bit more it. but right. it's still a good film it's got a lot of John Carpenter elements like The Thing and his 80s stuff and it's all practical effects as well no CGI mm-hmm. cool. the uh, producers well the director writer, and director there's a Canadian duo who kickstarted it. I think to raise money to make the film because he wanted to, um, you know, make a film without mm. with CGI Do to, to see if it could be done and to see what it'd be like. So, if you don't like practical effects, and you like something a bit different, and you like 80s films, it's probably worth checking out. Yeah. So completely.
7: Ripping people's faces off and eye gouging and stuff. Yeah. in practical effects.
8: Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so like dummies and prosthetics and makeup. Oh and yeah, i watched it just for that.
7: Yeah,
6: the Hellraiser in there as well. With, yeah, without giving the plot away, think Halloween two. Mm-hmm. So deserted hospital setting, yeah. which mm-hmm. always works for me. Halloween two meets Hellraiser. Yeah, we've the thing with the thing, and the Fulci film, The Beyond, which I don't think we've covered. The we Beyond happening it's like that as well mm. with a lot of cult a lot of 80s t- 80s style um, sort of action yeah, actiony they'll, type type comedy bits as well comedy some some good moments my personal thought was that it felt a bit unfinished the script mm. the script felt a bit unfinished I felt like there were things that I thought it could have done that it didn't quite do um, I'm doing all this without spoilers but the gore is fabulous yeah. it's really like oh gloopy and, oh wow and trials and guts and Oh, that sort of stuff and the guys in the in the robes would make really scary yeah it's good it's
8: like they don't even have to do anything it's just, it's just stand there just sinister That's, yeah it's
6: just good. a bit of the strangers in there as well okay yeah I do recommend it not a perfect film at all
8: no not, well not in his room. but nothing
6: is and it's it's uh, it, yeah see if the special effects and it has got a nostalgic vibe to it mm-hmm. I thought some of the sound was a bit odd I thought sometimes you couldn't hear what they were saying but I don't know if that was just fact sound, yeah isn't? it could have just
8: been there mixed couldn't it yeah
3: um, so is this like a preview that you've seen is it out on general release no I don't now. think it's,
8: it was on the festivals last year right. I don't think it's getting a full pro, a full release it's getting a limited release in like picture houses mm. and stuff like that um, I think it's going on to streaming services and oh, it? Yeah, we'll, Blu-ray yeah, later this month
6: I'm just looking it up on it, I think
8: at the end of the month I think it's out on Blu- uh, Blu-ray and you can probably stream it on things like Amazon yeah. and stuff like that oh, yeah. so
6: pretty soon 24th of April Maybe not far off, then. Yeah. coming out on Blu-ray. So I will get it, because I don't to it I'll probably put it on myself. I I did
8: enjoy it. I imagine there's a lot of good special features as well, because with the Kickstarter, if you put money in it, I think one of them was... If you're 000, you pay five thousand dollars, you get a producer's credit in the film and go, you know, go on. Um, that's amazing. Go on set and you know That'd see how mean. it all works and stuff like that. That'd be cool. And I think there was one, and they sent you one of the masks, one of the prosthetic masks masks to use for the monsters. If you've paid so much money, they
6: send you. Uh. John is also writing a review of it for the blog, so check it out. It'll be on there by the time you hear this. So that's screaming queens with a Z dot com, and um, yeah, check out his full review there. There probably will there be spoilers.
8: I'm trying to keep it as spoiler free. There'll be mild spoilers, but yeah. not but I won't spoil the whole plot. Yeah, cool. <laughs>
3: So, Psycho centres on an encounter between Marion Crane, who's like a secretary in some sort of real estate office or something, (laughs) um, in Phoenix, Arizona, and who embezzles some money from the office, and the strange Norman Bates, who is the owner-manager of the Bates Motel, the famous Bates Motel. It's everything that comes that comes from that. Marion Crane is an apparently respectable young woman who happens to be having an affair with a divorced man. The type of affair where they meet in hotel rooms that are rented by the hour. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the film opens with a brilliant, just a just a brilliant scene of Janet Leigh and John Gavin. John. Uh, Gavin,
6: the man of my dreams. <laughs> Who is
3: so sexy? He is absolutely hot. Um, i meet him in a hotel room. Paying by the hour. That's
6: absolutely perfect. Like he's so cont- he's like contemporary hot as well. Isn't yeah, you?
3: yeah,
7: he really is. He's just forever hot. Even though his pants, are, like by his nipples, <laughs> I'm still. <laughs> want. Yeah.
3: And Janet Lee's pointy bra is perfect. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting film because it's it it smashes all sorts of barriers in a very, in quite a small, in a small way, but it was one of the first times where an unmarried couple had been, had been shown mm. in a mainstream film, Mm-mm. sitting on the same bed, in the same room, because with the production code, they weren't allowed to do that in film before then. Mm. Um, it's quite a revolutionary film, Psycho, and lots of... Um,
6: Did they have a full on the at all times? Ways. I don't in know. Goodness.
3: Didn't even see that. I don't think you get to see that. I yeah. think they're actually just on the bed.
6: Because we never make a past his tits or at his. his, his no. does. I think you just you just you just yeah. Your eyes are gripped by tits. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: so poor um, poor Sam Loomis is um, divorced. He's paying alimony to his ex-wife. He's massively in debt. And that's, those are things that are preventing him settling down with poor Marion to marry a new married life. Mm. Um, And so the opportunity comes along where Marion is asked to deposit $40,000, which is something like 300 grand in today's money, um, in the safe deposit box in the bank. But decides just to go home and start packing a suitcase straight away. And she drives off and ends up at the Bates Motel. Oh dear.
6: In need of a shower.
3: In need of a shower. Doesn't point saying anything
6: more about this to plotline because it'll
3: probably come out as we discuss it. Really. If yeah. you haven't, if you don't know what happens, then
7: I don't know how you're actually alive.
6: That, yeah. <laughs> well. But yeah. I had a
3: wonderful experience because I, I was made up. I was so jealous. My boyfriend. He's not. He doesn't watch lots of horror. He didn't know the premise of this film at all, and I was so That's jealous hilarious. that he got to watch this That's film, so not knowing. What the ending is, how it all pans out. I was so made up. You got to have that experience because yes. I know I, I first saw this when I was 17, many, many years ago. I know it's hard to believe I was 17 when this film came out. You yeah, were you really? Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I've <Wait. laughs> just had a Rose Island from Golden Girls <laughs> moment. Um, but I, at 17, <laughs> knew what the, pl- yeah, yeah, I knew what the, um, what the, the ending of the film would be, um, Good but time. I think it'd just be, I think it'd just be amazing to be able to have seen yeah. the film, How with not knowing. Know
7: True that. He, really, know he really, happened, so he really, loved it. He absolutely he, loved it. Like, scared, gripped, shot. He
3: was gripped. He's very, very laid back, my boyfriend, so he's not want to be sure. visibly scared and be shrieking all over the place. That's me. That's Martin's job. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> but he was absolutely gripped. I was I sat there watching the film thinking, is he enjoying this? Isn't he? I wasn't sure because he was so quiet. And I was thinking, is he just not really is he hating this? He's mm. not saying anything to me, but he absolutely loved it.
7: Yeah.
3: Absolutely loved it. And I and he hadn't cottoned on.
6: That's such a good experience. Yeah. Jealous. I can't tell you how much I love this film. I um, love it so much. It gets me a little bit, like, tingly and emotional sometimes because yeah, yeah. of the sheer craftsmanship, yeah. yeah. the way it's made, the it emotion like... that makes you feel. It's just a brilliant film. It's one of those films, you know, if someone com- comes to me and says, I don't like Psycho, I just won't even talk to them again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, like, the way we were about The Exorcist. But, okay. but I sort of forgave you on that. Yeah. I'm working through it I haven't seen a therapist <laughs> but Psycho I just uh, if someone said they didn't like it it'd be like they'd tell me they don't like Dolly Parton I just don't understand like how you couldn't like the film yeah. it's just literally
7: perfect from yeah. beginning to beginning and everything
6: can and I realised I actually remembered I had a similar experience to Matt because I knew what happened but the first time I saw it I had assumed different things so mm. I knew there was a shower scene I knew someone was stabbed to death in the shower scene I knew Janet Lee was in the film, and I always assumed it was Janet Lee who was stepped to death in the shower. But then when I, when I started watching it and it was like her film, I thought, oh, I've got it wrong then, so yeah. it must be someone yeah. else who dies. So then I still did get a small element of surprise when she got killed. So, yeah, so that's good. That, but that's really, I'm really jealous of yeah. Matt that he I was going to say, add, the jealousy is strong now.
8: It's yeah. like to be able to watch it for the first time and yeah. not.
6: or oh, intent, yeah.
7: I knew what was coming in the final bit, but I'd never seen the actual image of the final bit. But then that, because to me and my other, I was built up as this great horror moment that I knew was going to happen, and I thought it was going to be really scary. And when it happened to me, I just burst out laughing. I couldn't breathe for laughing for about fifteen minutes because I just thought it was hysterical.
6: Which bit? Which final bit? The Mrs Bates and the Mrs. In Mrs. The chair. No, no Mrs Bates storming into the room. Oh, no, oh, storming Norman. <laughs> 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 And I just couldn't believe it I was crying laughing But see that made me When I first saw that When I was younger That scared the shit out of me For some reason And I don't know why Because it is quite funny and silly But it really scared me I enjoyed it more Like the more I watch it now I find it I don't laugh I get
7: it now Yeah And I think it's great But after the first time I watched it I don't know why I just expected something different I think I
3: sort of felt the same First time I watched it But I get more and more out of the film Yeah the more I watch it and I think the, watching it this time around and particularly that scene I was conscious thinking mm-hmm. I'm just going to find this this that bit stupid mm-hmm. and actually when when she bears through the door I just find it completely grotesque yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. his face is completely grotesque you can barely you yeah, almost doesn't, doesn't barely, look like, doesn't, him. Look like him. doesn't look like Anthony Perkins mm-hmm. he's one of them actors who can mm-hmm. actually change his face yeah
6: because he's so good Um but yeah I, I love it so much so the, so the horror genre's got this film to thank for a lot of things hasn't it <coughs> so Halloween obviously Sam Loomis is the name of Donald Pleasant in Halloween Nancy Stevens character of the nurse in Halloween 1 and 2 and H2O is Marion named after Marion Crane okay. and obviously Janet Leigh gave birth to <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis who became our screen Loomis is
7: in lots of films The say name Loomis Billy Loomis in Scream yeah and I think there's some other character in the film. Like Loomis is their first name, but I can't remember those. But it's just like it's all hard.
8: I'm back to this. Yeah. It? Yeah. Well, I think you said last time. Mean, well, was one and one of episodes we said it's probably the first slasher film.
6: Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it does actually have the credentials to be a slasher film because people get slashed repeatedly in yeah. this film. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, um, although in the book, so uh, I I read the book after seeing the film. Um, was quite surprised by some of the things that happened in the book, like he chops her head off. Chops her head off mm. the show, didn't he? Yeah, it's not really graphic. It says it was it was the knife. It was a kitchen knife to cut off her scream and her head. It's <laughs> quite, it's quite <laughs> trashy. Yeah, it's quite trashy, but it's still uh, it's actually more violent. The book. Um, the film we... is more sophisticated than the
3: book. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I read the I read the book. Yeah, did you like many, it? Many many years, many many years ago, and it is just it is just schlock. Yeah. And he's Trash,
7: yeah. fatter and likable, well, isn't he? Like, he's meant to be, like, yeah. podgy, mm-hmm. kind of gross, kind of middle-aged, but I'm not this boyish, really gorgeous boy. Yeah. I love him. I went out. I, I have know. such a crush on him. Yeah. <laughs> There's no
8: cat called on the
7: parents? No, my cat was called Norma Bates. Oh. But I had to leave that with the We don't talk about. Them. Oh, sorry. I miss, I miss oh. him too much. Sorry. Little cat Norma Bates, he was the best. Let's get another one.
6: Marion Crane, Crane. Mm.
3: Marion and Lila Crane get two
6: yeah. I decided that um, from now on if I have to check into anywhere with an assumed name it's going to be Marie Samuels Oh yes <laughs> <laughs> From Los Angeles Appearing <laughs> <laughs> very obviously at the
3: newspaper <laughs> in the right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where should I, where should I <laughs> be from <laughs> yes, Los Angeles Just take down, Los Angeles Gazette Gazette <laughs> I thought yeah. that
7: was very like childish like, like you know like. That her al- alias was her boyfriend's name. It was like what you do in school when oh, you stuff. You yeah. put your crush's surname, uh, which was next to your name. You do in school? London Yeah. It
3: doesn't wear. Do you wear it? Confidential post Yeah. Post-it. Now it's all around my computer screen.
7: Do you know, I love every scene in this is just great, and I love even one of my favourite bits is the very beginning with I think it was daughter isn't it? It's Patricia Hitchcock. Patricia Hitchcock. Yeah. And he goes, he was flirting with you. I guess he must have seen my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so perfectly
6: bitchy. <laughs> she's just married Teddy and does he know that she's on tranquilizers and he's yeah. not very happy? Teddy, mm-hmm. Teddy was furious when he found outside taking tranquilizers. I yeah, love it. Is Mr. Lowry
2: back from lunch? He's lunching with a man who's buying the Harris Street property. You know the oiliest man? That's why he's late. Have you got a headache? Oh, it'll pass. Headaches are like resolutions. You forget them as soon as they stop hurting. Have you got some aspirin? I've got something. Not aspirin. My mother's doctor gave them to me the day of my wedding. Teddy was furious when he found out I'd taken tranquilizers. Any calls? Teddy called. Me. My mother called to see if Teddy called. Oh, your sister called to say she's going to Tucson to do some buying, and she'll be gone the whole weekend. And...
1: Wow. It's as hot as fresh milk. Hey, you girls ought to get your boss to air-condition you up. He can afford it today. Uh, Marion, will you get the copies of that deed ready for Mr. Cassidy? Uh, Tomorrow's the day, my sweet little girl. Oh, not, not you. My daughter. A baby. And tomorrow she stands her sweet self up there and gets married away from me. I want you to take a look at my baby. (laughs) Eighteen years old. And she never had an unhappy day in any one of those years. Come on, Tom. My office is air-conditioned. You know what I do about unhappiness? I buy it off. Are, uh, Are you unhappy?
2: Not inordinately.
1: I'm buying this house. For my baby's wedding present forty thousand dollars cash now that's that's not buying happiness that's just buying off unhappiness <laughs> I never carry more than I can afford to lose
2: <laughs> Count I declare
1: I don't that's how I get to keep it Tom uh, cash transaction of the size is most irregular now so what it's my private money. Now it's yours. Suppose we put it in the safe and then Monday morning when you're feeling good... Oh, speaking of feeling good, where's that bottle you said was in your desk? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You know, uh, sometimes I can keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Lowry, I am dying of thirst a
9: even want it in the office over the weekend put it in the safe deposit box in the bank and we get him to give us a check on monday instead
2: he was flirting with you i guess he must have noticed my wedding leave
6: although it says so much about that character just in a couple of lines you know, she doesn't, doesn't really it. feature perfect. much but she's
7: perfect yeah. Yeah.
6: So i think it's just,
3: it's it's funny because she is so Plain. Yeah. She's just so not good looking. Yeah. Why would anybody be looking at her at all? Yeah. And I wonder whether I wonder whether the bitchiness is almost actually a, a, from her, directed from her father at her, mm. making her say that line. That would be a very. Hitchcock thing Yeah To do He yeah, was so, that st- yeah. sadistic Yeah He has Sense of humour Yeah, so so humid,
6: yeah. Didn't yeah I think that's it's, it's on purpose I'm mm. sure Yeah it's, You feel sorry for Marion So Marion's in that scene With with She's being bitched at By Caroline The Pat Hitchcock character She's being sort of Looked down on By the two guys Isn't she Mr Larry and, mm. and Cassidy And the way Cassidy Just comes over And, and waves the money yeah. in, under her nose you want her to take it and yeah. you're just like willing her to do it and he is
3: flirting with her but in that really Sweetie, sleazy yeah you I can have anybody yeah. I can have any girl I want yeah I'm fat middle aged and rich and yeah I've for girls like you every day of the week for yeah. breakfast for breakfast
7: yeah. yeah yeah he hasn't seen her friend.
8: no Well. No.
6: <laughs> no money would buy me off that <laughs> No, and the best, obviously, the best, one of the best lines in the film is "I'll lick the stamps." Yeah, and,
8: yeah. Um, I made a note of that one. When I said my wife alimony, you can lick the stamp. Yeah, he said, "I'll lick the stamp." I'll lick yeah. the stamp.
6: you well, was with you? So worried. it's it's such <laughs> sad. There's quite a lot of sadness in yeah. the yeah.
8: isn't there? Longing, isn't there? Tired of sweating for people who aren't there. I sweat to pay off my father's debts, and he's in
6: his grave. I sweat to pay my ex-wife alimony, and
9: she's living on the other side of the world somewhere.
2: I pay, too. They also pay who meet in hotel rooms.
9: A Couple of years my Debts will be paid off. She remarries, the Illinois stops.
2: I haven't even been married once yet.
9: Yeah, but when you do, you'll swing.
2: Oh, Sam, let's get married.
9: Yeah, and live with me in a storeroom behind a hardware store in Fairvale. We'll have lots of laughs. Tell you what, when I send my ex-wife for alimony, you can lick the stamps.
2: I'll lick the stamps.
9: Marion, you want to cut this off? Go out and find yourself somebody available?
2: I'm thinking of it.
6: Um, she just wants to be. She just wants to be settled down and happy, doesn't she? And she's like thirty-ish. Mm. It just hasn't happened for her. Because she said,
8: like, "Doesn't she? I've been working be there for ten years, so yeah. she'll be trustworthy by now." Yeah. I think she's
7: just. She was an idiot to try and steal that money because she's the most pathetic criminal I've ever seen in my life. But that makes her likable, damn it? does. Because she just very, doesn't know what she's
6: doing, does she?
7: She's pathetic. Like, mm. she she's makes I, all of the I'm wrong not a criminal.
6: But I could definitely do a lot better than this <laughs> she does all the wrong things and she, she makes herself look guilty She's she, any laws? She, yeah she bumps into the boss while she's doing it you yeah know, everyone's about <laughs> <laughs> and best. looks guilty at him <laughs> so, yeah yeah it's
7: just everything and, and then she tries buys to hide she's a salesman buys a new getaway car while the policeman who she thinks is following (laughs) like she's trying to get a new car to get away from the policeman by buying it in front of him yeah Yeah. where's the logic he's so to that scene
6: do you think he's scary because I I find him really scary the way it's
8: shot where it's just his face looking into the window is is really scary yeah and he doesn't follow her any further than that Mm. does he so
7: therefore is he he just like he pulls off
8: doesn't he and then finds it again in town yeah. assuming she's probably going to go and buy a car yeah I'm guessing
6: that's what that was the I just one think he's it. a bit creepy but then fate sort of takes over doesn't it because the storm comes and mm. then Norman comes And but the, the an interesting thing about the policeman that I read was that the guy who played him um, originally the policeman wasn't actually written to be scary mm. but at the last minute he decided to put shades on and the fact that he's wearing the sunglasses made him scary so he mm. just said keep them on yeah, so yeah. He, he, was, he was he was originally I think was meant to be flirting with her so it was meant to be another guy who was trying to turn it on with that wow. um, and he, you know so but I think that makes it so much
8: better I think that's yeah. Not, yeah. Mm. not being able
6: to see his eyes it just well, makes that's, a huge that's difference like a it?
8: psychological thing I was reading a thing about that the other day uh, this ghost in the shell film that's always there's like robots in it but they've got no eyes and he said that's like
6: That messes with your brain and it's scary when you can't see someone's eyes. That's what makes Michael Myers scary in Halloween and Mm. that's who he reminds me of Mm. and the bit where he's following her and the car's just going really slow makes me think of Halloween and then when he gets out and he stands and just watches her while she's at the the car showing. He's just leaning on his car isn't he watching? That's that's Michael Myers again. so many little Halloween nuts in this film. Um so yeah so she buys a car from California Charlie <laughs> <laughs> California. I, I, I don't want you I don't want you telling people you got a bad deal from yeah, California yeah, Charlie yeah oh by the way did you notice the, um, the registration on the first car spells out anal <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, no yeah um, and there are, there are there is a school of thought that that was on purpose that was one of Hitchcock's naughty jokes yeah probably but I don't know I don't know how you'd miss it yeah it, you're making the sets in there yeah yeah. Um, so while she's driving, one of my favourite things about this film is when she's hearing the voices in her head because yeah, that's, that's what that's what I do all the time. <laughs> I play out every worst possible scenario, and yeah. to the point of like the, the tiny, tiny. Yeah, she, she imagines
8: the conversation that they have on Monday morning just when yeah. finds out the money's not there. It's yeah. just so, so, good, so
3: clever it? because it's because you know it is it is her imagination. But actually, it's a really good device to tell you what's actually happening mm. without her. The, her there, yeah. You know, somehow know that it's her imagination, and it simultaneously is actually, actually happening. happening. Yeah. Yeah. I
6: think Hitch was actually speaking the words to her, wasn't she? Wasn't he? While they were filming it, I think he was reading the script in her face, or someone was, so she was, so she could react to mm. something. Um, but I loved, I loved the fact that as it gets worse and worse, and and. Um, Mr. Cassidy is <laughs> yeah. saying, I'm going to take, take it out of her soft flesh. Take it out of her flesh. And yeah, she smiles. Mm-hmm. She smiles. Yeah. I love that because she's like, fuck you, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I'm Glad I took it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's got a really interesting character. Mm-hmm. She's really likable.
9: After all, Cassidy, I told you, all that cash, I'm not taking the responsibility. Oh, for heaven's sake, girl works for you for 10 years. You trust her. All right, yes, yeah, you better come over.
1: Well, I ain't about to kiss off $40,000. I'll get it back, and if any of it's missing, I'll replace it with her fine, soft flesh. I'll track her, never you doubt it. Oh, hold on, Cass. I still can't believe it. must be some kind of a mystery. I-, I can't. You check with the bank, no? They never laid eyes on her, no? You still trust Hot creeper. She sat there while I dumped it out. Hardly even looked at it. Planning and, and even flirting with me.
7: Yeah, and that, that makes her a lot more human again, doesn't it? Just because you can see that paranoia in yeah. her face. And I really love the bad driving effect. Yeah. And I, I actually hate bad driving <laughs> in films. <laughs> it, it's a happy that, like, even today, <clears throat> you yeah. cannot knock out yeah. someone driving a car that looks realistic.
6: But because this is so bad, it's just perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> just ridiculous. Well, it just adds to that classic Hollywood feel, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. And this
7: was... Like, he did have
8: colour at this point, didn't he? But he chose to do in black and
3: white. It America was to, to save, save money. money. It was to save money, well, yeah. He, he had real trouble getting it financed, didn't he? So he had to keep on making, he sort of had to sort of make compromises to get it made. And then he ended up, they still wouldn't give him the money and they were pretending that the sound stages were busy, yeah. even though the film industry was going through a slump, so they were completely free. Yeah. So he just financed it himself and he'd started making Hitchcock Alfred presents, Hitchcock events didn't yeah, he so he just <coughs> t- he liked his crew so much he just used the television crib. and
8: there was the sets as well yeah. there it? It was all the sets from Alfred Hitchcock presents a lot of his crew mm-hmm. from that so it was essentially a TV show essentially yeah. TV, mm-hmm. TV episodes but we we that in, that not that <laughs> but yeah. we mentioned
3: that when we were um when we were talking about whatever happened to ABJ because yeah. it's the same sort of feel isn't yeah.
6: yeah and he Hitchcock does mention as well that he's inspired by uh, lydia Abelique. yeah for the look of the film and that's very monochrome mm.
8: well, they, the same authors wrote Vertigo as well that Boolean Archer Jack oh right okay oh, I think yeah well some people even think that Vertigo was written specifically for Hitchcock to adapt
6: Ah uh, okay um so this is the moment, so when the rain starts to come and stuff, the film goes from being like a very... It, 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 it actually starts out like a realist kind of drama, doesn't it, really? And then it just... The the, the gothic horror creeps in, and mm-hmm. you're suddenly in that really creepy... Outside the motel, off the highway, somewhere outside of LA, isn't it? Bakersfield yeah. or somewhere. Um, and the big gothic house, the, the big Bates house, which has become really... Iconic, mm-hmm. um, and it's based on an Edward Hopper painting. Yeah, a
3: painting called "The House by the Railroad." Mm-hmm. I, uh, you listeners can't see it at the moment, but go on, in, go on Wikipedia right now and <laughs> click on, click on psycho and it's there.
6: And if anyone can remember the last time we we talked about a film that referenced Edward Hopper, yeah. write to us on a postcard, <laughs> and <laughs> you might win something. Get yeah. someone else to lick the stamp. Get someone, get Marion to lick the stamp. Yeah. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. But Edward Hopper, and interestingly, interestingly enough, Joseph Stefano who wrote the screenplay. He says that he referenced Edward Hopper's paintings, like the the people in his paintings mm-hmm. when he was when he was building an image of Norman in his mind. So he sort of so the house was based on Hopper, and Norman was based. It's about American loneliness, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where the, that's why that's linked so well. So Norman comes down to greet Marion in the rain, and shows her in to the now iconic Bates Motel so can we talk about Norman? Norman Absolutely. he's just lovely isn't he?
3: he is he's just uh, he's just so well um acted he's very preppy isn't he? And yeah. though he's not a boy he's very boyish and preppy yeah. and he's shy vulnerable and vulnerable and quite warm but I think the more you watch it the more you feel like this is sort of accidental yeah. warmth yeah he manages to be warm but it feel it almost feels accidental each time he's yeah he's managing it
7: yeah, I just want to give him a hug. Yeah, a little cuddle. It's, it's so catch.
6: funny. It's he's so well played because up until the shower scene, you could actually think that this film's going to be like a sort of rom- romance, mm-hmm, or, yeah. or or she's going to be torn between Norman and Sam, or the bad boy, and like yeah. I mean, apart from the big horrible gothic mansion in the background that tells you this is now a horror movie, mm. and the music, the foreboding that takes you to that to that point anyway, you know something bad's going to happen even if he didn't know what was what the film was about, there's, there's such a sense of foreboding and doom, isn't there, in, in the first half, mm-hmm. that you know something's going to happen. However, the way Norman has played, it, it could just turn out to be some sort of mm-hmm. film noir type yeah. romance where he wants to get the money off her or something along those lines. Got but he never, he
8: never even knows the money exists, does mm-hmm. he? That's one of the, the the plot devices. He never knows. He just throws it away casually because it's hidden in the paper. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not about money for him. It's
6: mm-hmm. just... That's why Hitchcock called the MacGuffin, isn't it? Yeah. And then Marion becomes the MacGuffin. Yeah, I
8: think Marion more than the money. Well, yeah, I suppose because they're looking for the money, they're looking for her, but only because she stole the money.
6: Yeah, and I love how repressed he is and how well he plays it, and that he can't say he can't say the word toilet, can he? Or bathroom? Yeah. He's like, he's just that's the sort of point. Yeah.
8: The first scene where they sit down in, in the parlor—it's just so captivating. Mm. The acting and everything else, its so good. I was like, I was like I need to make some notes on this, but it's just so yeah. good. I yeah. I was, I was struggling to mm. not concentrate on mm. it it was so yeah.
7: good I think that's possibly one of the best scenes in any film yeah. ever oh yeah like, I just every I interaction think, tells you everything you need to know about both characters that one yeah. and then
8: when the detective turns up and when the detective to him as well that's amazing both those scenes just two of the best scenes in any film I love that scene when the detective he, turns he's questioning off. him isn't he but yeah. it's,
6: just, it's just so good the bit where Norman leans over the camera while he's eating I just love it and you just see him from the bottom of his chin <laughs> such a great shot um, but the really, the really interesting thing about that scene with Norman and Marion, apart from having so many good lines, like, we all go a little mad sometimes, mm. a boy's best friend. Um, I also want to taste her cheese sandwich <laughs> <laughs> mm. as well. <laughs> Don't know why, just do. Well, I said, um, he says, I'll,
8: I'll, do you want to stay for supper? It's only, it's only sandwiches and milk, but, you know, you can stay. That's boyish again, as well. And mm. again, there's, there's innocence to it. Like, that's mm. what a kid is And he will eat like.
7: in the room as well. He has to take it to the parlour. Like, he yeah. won't go into the bedroom. Because there's a bed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really innocent too. Yeah. to... Yeah. like be stuffing stuff and
8: things. That's a great
7: line. <laughs> yeah. I love, like, the saddest moment in that scene for me is when he said, um, he turns to him and says, you've never had an empty moment in your life. Mm. And I thought that was quite, like, a poignant line. Yeah. It just speaks a lot about him. Yeah.
8: No here. Just one of these city, city folk. Yeah.
2: Is your time so empty?
0: No. Well, I, I run the office and uh, tend the cabins and grounds and, and do little uh, errands for my mother. The one she allows I might be capable of doing.
2: Do you go out with friends?
0: Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. You've never had an empty moment in your entire life, have you?
2: Only my share. Where are you going?
0: I didn't mean to pry.
2: I'm looking for a private island.
0: What are you running away from?
2: Why do you ask that?
0: No. People never run away from anything. The rain didn't last long, did it? You know what I think? I think that we're all in our private traps, clamped in them, and none of us can ever get out. We scratch and and claw, but only at the air, only at each other. And for all of it, we never budge an inch.
2: Sometimes we deliberately step into those traps.
0: I was born in mine. I don't mind it anymore.
2: Oh, but you should. You should mind it.
0: Oh, I do. But I say I don't.
2: You know, if anyone ever talked to me the way I heard, the way she spoke to you.
0: Sometimes, when she talks to me like that, I feel I'd like to go up there, and curse her, and 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 leave her forever, or at least to fire. But I know I can't.
6: There's mm. the complexity to it, is to that writing is is amazing, um, because she, it's her meeting Norman, and her sympathising with him, and him him sort of sympathising with her. It's her spotting that he's. Trapped in his in his little world mm. that makes her think i can't be like that i can't i'm i'm sort of getting myself into into something that's going to trap me i can't be like him so it's like it's like he inspires her to mm. change her mind and it's, save herself there's some <laughs> dialogue yeah absolutely. And there's some
3: dialogue yeah. there isn't it like where he says we're, we're all we're all in our private traps and we can never get out and no one but says i was born in mine right? yeah yeah um,
8: it doesn't she
3: even
6: say, I've got my own trap in Phoenix that I want to get back to? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. It's, it's, like, just, it's just so sad that he inspires her to, to, mm. to make the change and save herself. And then, yeah. spoiler, he kills us. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> and spoiler, 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 <laughs> spoiler, whatever, really, isn't it? So just, just before that,
3: the, 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 there's a line that I found really sad um, where he's talking about his mother. And I think Marion questions questions him about that and asks him why you you don't seem to like her very much. And he responds saying, "No, I don't hate her. I hate what she's become." Well, when you know the end of the film, yeah. you realise just how poignant that is because she's so become him. She's <laughs> become him. Yeah. So he hates him. He, yeah. This is all about his, his self hatred. Yeah.
7: yeah. Yeah. He kind of plays. I like Jordan when she starts to press pressure on him about where he's still there, with his mm. woman there and what he could do with the home and stuff like that. The way he flits into like little moments of darkness yeah. but then as quick as he's gone into that moment of like anger, he's back out of it and back to being childish and that to go in that range and flick back and forth like that is yes. just it's, impeccable. Yeah. Action. It's just so gravitating. But
6: also me. he's, he, as well, I'm not taking anything away from Anthony Perkins' acting but he's got so much life experience to draw on because he's talking about being trapped when he was a closeted gay man who hated mm-hmm. himself for being gay. Yeah. So he's he's drawing on that, isn't he? He, he knows exactly what it's like to be trapped. Yeah. And also, if you look... Have, have you read up on his mum? So Anthony th- Perkins' mum? No. So Anthony Perkins was born to um, an actor, Osgood Perkins, and his mum, can't remember her name. And... Um, Osgood was away all the time. On tour and theatres and stuff. So, Anthony and his mum became very, very close. <laughs> to, and he's oh, he's quoted as saying that she she was very tactile with him to the point where her hands would be between his legs. Oh. Um, so, they developed a Norman and Norman closeness. Creepy. To the point where when his dad came home, he hated his dad because he was possessive of, of his mum. And he wished his dad would die. And then his dad went out and died. So he hated himself mm-hmm. for his dad's death, dad, for his mum, and his strange, odd, close relationship, and the fact that he was gay. So he was literally... No, he was almost oh, normal. Um, so he had all that to draw him, basically. Gosh. <laughs> he hated that girl. And, and to Payne on the story after, that's really sad as well, but we can talk about mm-hmm. that. We've um, seen some psycho sequels. <laughs> He did Psycho 2, which I think I quite liked Psycho 2, I can't remember mm-hmm. it now, but... There was a few, wasn't it?
8: There was a four, four, four. Yeah. four was just, a television
3: yeah. movie, I think. No, I didn't do Hitchcock, it was a television movie. No,
7: no, no. no. yet, okay, there is the first little bit of weirdness, incest bit in this, where he says about um, a son as a poor substitute for a lover. Mm. Mm. And there's You get the impression where that we, th- he found that out the hard way. Yeah.
8: <laughs> so to speak.
7: Yeah, it feels like we're getting definite into this relationship because it's not normal. At this point, we know. Well,
8: that's talking about his mum as well and that's like saying, you know, that she kind of resented him. For not being... Yeah. And she wanted to just be single and carry on being with other men but she had a kid to look after and she resented him for yeah. and that adds to it.
6: Yeah. So we became so close to her that men who came in were, had to be dispatched on. Mm. The bit where he's talking about sending her to the home or leaving, and I can't
7: remember what he's talking about to I mean, he says the fire will go out if he's not there to keep it warm, and it'll be cold and damp like a grave. Yeah. And when you think that he's actually dug up his mother from yes. a grave, that line in retrospect. He's already is a grave, yeah. Think, yeah,
6: it's yeah. so much more of meaning to it, mm-hmm. that you completely missed the first time I watched the film. Yeah. So when Marion decides that she's going to save herself, She's going to go and get a shower first.
8: And she actually gets her hair wet, which you don't see in films anymore. Mm. Someone gets a shower in a film now and just like standing there feebly
6: going. Rubbing the tits. The hair never goes. <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, sh- the shower scene is obviously the most iconic moment of horror. Also, I should mention as well, our um, cover photo, if you will, on iTunes is this iconic moment. Mm. But it's been recreated by um, my uh, very talented husband, Ben Usain, who's an artist. And um, it's basically if you zoom in, you can see it's Janet Lee in the shower screaming in Psycho. But if you look closely, it's made up of um, tiny images of Scream Queens that have gone after her and a couple from before. Um, so check that out, and you should also check out his other work at benyuden.tumblr.com. So <laughs> going
8: to do a sequel of uh, another one with Barbara Crampton. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you'd love that Barbara wouldn't you
6: <laughs> the ultimate scream queen Barbara Crompton. but well, it's all just made up of pictures of hair of hair yeah, <laughs> yeah. screaming so a huge huge scene um,
8: have you heard this famous story about Saul Bass claims that he shot this scene
6: that's so weird mm. so Saul Bass was the guy who made the opening did, credits yeah the opening
8: credits and he did a lot of the animated mm. bits for Hitchcock's other films mm. It was like a crease of consultancy, process as yeah. well. Later on, he claimed that it was him that shot that. Bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Janet even came out and said, No, every, I was there for every single shot, and it was always Hitchcock there doing it.
3: Another member of the crew have denied oh, yeah. it as well, haven't they? And you've been really careful in saying we were there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually standing next to the camera, and he was not there.
8: Yeah. I think, think can uh, take that. Camera. The most, I think. You could argue that he maybe the storyboards for it, but that doing storyboard's not shooting the scene. No, it's very strange. Very weird. And
6: um, the other rumour as well, which isn't true. And I never thought it was true about the cold water. Oh yeah. You can tell it's not cold water because she's like enjoying the shower before she gets mm.
8: Yeah, she said didn't she, really she had to talk to them like a week, ten hours or yeah. you know, ten days or whatever to do the scene. So yeah. if it was cold water she just froze it down. Yeah. <laughs>
7: yeah. <laughs> so it's so iconic the scene, like literally today I'm my Instagram I put up a picture of just the shower heads and instantly everyone recognised what it was saying yeah. and I think literally this is the yeah. moments
8: moment of horror. It's arguably the most famous scene in any film, really. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
6: People who haven't seen
8: the movie know, know, what, it know what it is. If you've seen The Simpsons once you probably know what <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. so many references just in there. I yeah. do love to all of jokes with Skinner. Skinner and his mum. Yeah. That's brilliant The really Simpsons. Good. Yeah.
6: And um, everyone knows the Norman Bates, even though they haven't. It and the
8: music, the the music yeah. from
3: that shower scene, everybody knows it without yeah. knowing it. Yeah. So,
8: yeah I
6: mean. You know, you're stabbing somebody yeah. if
3: you make the, the it, psycho it. music. Noise.
6: Bernard Herrmann, we haven't mentioned him yet yeah. no. But again, it's
8: interesting because that all came about. That came from Hitchcock not having not having enough money because to keep the cost down, decides we'll only use a string section. So all the orchestra in that is just the string section of the orchestra, there's no other yeah. instruments.
3: And he even wasn't gonna have music during that yeah, scene, wasn't he? He had to be persuaded by the composer. Yeah,
8: he had a massive argument. Mm. He said, I don't want any music for that scene yeah. and he wrote a cue for it anyway, I'm um, just show you it and as soon as as soon as he saw it he said, Yeah, that, that's perfect, we were in. But don't disagree with me again, but that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: On the um, special features, of the it does the scene with and without music, oh, God, which yeah. is really interesting yeah. to watch. It still actually works. I was kind of surprised. I thought it would be one of those scenes where you take the music out and it wouldn't. Mm. It would kind of play. It still works, but, it but it I think it, it definitely not got the same impact. Not, definitely not. And I think as soon as she starts sliding down the wall, without the music all the tension's gone mm-hmm. yeah but it's with the music it plays up and down the last yeah the scene of the eye and everything it's just yeah paired. the eye
8: because yeah. the eye <laughs> consumes out and changes to the puzzles and then yeah so yeah, I, I can imagine Saul
6: Bass came up with that shot where you know, because that's almost animation isn't yeah, it yeah. you can see that but, but yeah. you can't di- that's not directing no. though. Come that's, that's conceptualizing. something
7: yeah. one thing that they always say about a great score is that like it's meant to take you on the journey and be in the background and that. and I think this is one of those films that just proves that it's completely not a bullshit. Yeah, a great score should. It's a, ca- it's it's a character. character. Yeah, yours mm-hmm. like is isn't it? You ultimate, and yours are the two ultimate examples of they are. Yeah, the character unto themselves. The knife moving is that sound. Yeah, more than the knife itself.
3: It, it makes it sense. more intense,
6: doesn't it? We went to see her a couple of years ago being burnt at the Philharmonic Hall with the oh, live orchestra. Second. And that was fabulous. So she's mm. dead anyway. And then he wraps it up in plastic. Oh. Did anyone else see it that she was wearing knickers? Yeah. I have to say, when he was cleaning the bathroom up, I did think he could have done a more thorough job and I hoped he was going back to finish it off. Mm. Finished the cleaning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. He does finish himself off in the remake. Yeah, yeah. There's a wine pile. It's
7: Vince Vaughn, isn't
6: it? Vince Vaughn. Why, why would anyone... Isn't it to... shot for shot, except for that one scene? Yeah. yeah. that be changed. That's why pathetic. Anyone... Why would anyone... do that? No, what's quite funny in that, though, is that Viggo Mortensen plays Sam, and he's naked in the first scene, so the bit where she says, you need to put your shoes on, he's totally naked, so there's an added, like, Little comedy elements of the way the, the way she delivers that line, but it's still not really worth it. I'm a big mm-hmm. Gus Van Sam fan, but it's not a bad, it's not a bad film at all. It's, but not. it's just not. I it's don't not really familiar, see what it's. Yeah, it's just pointless. Yeah.
3: Mm. So this was the um, the first time that a flushing toilet had been shown in mainstream what? cinema. I knew that. I, I knew that. Was Never happened before. Seems improper. Seems being improper.
8: Improper. I don't know. I'm just going yeah. the opposite because it's on film. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would so, really yeah. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there was
6: a poo in it or not. It was just so <laughs> imagine <if> the <laughs> <laughs> should oh.
0: Just be <laughs> going a be shit <shippy. laughs> from, <laughs> from the previous death twenty years ago. <laughs>
8: Off oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, for me, just before the
6: shower. Oh, she, was <laughs> she couldn't flush it because she wanted to get straight in the shower, and it would make the water cold. <laughs> oh, please! Um, with the um, with that opening scene of the film
3: of the an unmarried couple being in a bedroom together, sat on the same bed and the toilet appearing in. <laughs> it just shows you how you why those things are just mundane. They're just mundane, mundane things, aren't they? But actually, those were revolutionary things in nineteen yeah. yeah, have yeah. happened in film. It's so, incredible.
8: I think so many, so many firsts and so many mm. revolutionary things for this film. Mm. Just like the the way it was made, like the sense of a TV show, and yeah. trimming the budget and the sound and all—all mm-hmm. all these first things—it's crazy.
6: Yeah, it's a film, and so and it's also one of the first sort of films of two halves where you follow one character and yeah. then you follow the other. So from here on in, this film that we thought was going to be. Our, our heroine Marion, it becomes Norman's film, doesn't it? Yeah. So we're actually now complicit with Norman. We're watching him bury a body, all this sort of stuff. But also, what I didn't—what I—what I always forget. So you know, Matt, Matt hadn't seen it before and didn't yeah. shy. Did he know it was Norman, or did he think it was the mum? No, he didn't know it was. He didn't know it was Norman. Exactly. So the people who saw it for that first time, would have been watching Norman. In a predicament As the victim Because yeah. he's like Oh no my mum's killed This lovely woman But he doesn't skip a beat So it's
7: not Give me the question With that he, I mean, He's done this before yeah. Like he's covering, covering he's I covering mean up anyway. I thought
3: that Because I was watching it Almost in two minds And he was cleaning it up And thinking God he, he's doing that Too Yeah it's... He's doing that too well He's done this You can tell he's clean You can tell he's been directed And he's thought about His acting in that mm. moment about yeah Actually how'd you act when how do you clean up when you know how to clean up? Yeah. Yeah. have murdered somebody and he do and he he knows exactly what he's yeah. he's doing. It's something yeah. he's done before. Yeah. It's 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 absolutely um it's really, really well played, but Matt didn't you're easily taken along by the, so the by that the too momentum. The, that?
7: Yeah. Because you see enough there as well, like of the mother, but not too much. Like you just see the back of it running the mother, It's and always the room. done well, isn't it? It's always... And there's like the corner shot when it's like yeah, the so the done, yeah. No, and it's like, no, I'm talking when the next death happens. Oh, and you're from like the corner of the room, like looking down at it. Yeah. And it's it shows you enough without showing you too much. but it's not obvious that they're hiding something from you. It's that kind of great illusion where you don't realise that you're being shown exactly what you're meant to be getting shown. Because mm. you know Because fucking... you know that
3: show. we're skipping ahead a bit here, aren't we? Because that's about, yeah. that's all Death You know that I shot Is completely is, <laughs> is completely um, It's completely awkward And you, you, you it, it does sort of Jar But actually It's going to Completely scare you Because you really see You see he's going to get Killed Before he does
6: Yeah, yeah. You it just is, see it her is, emerge from And ball, it works It's, it's, it's incredible It's yeah. absolutely
3: I find that That bit scarier than the shower scene yeah. actually because it's
8: just so quick the way he falls awful. downstairs as well yeah like that, that shot that film that's dolly shot and it's just amazing. amazing i see
6: that was hilarious I <laughs> I think think, it is funny yeah. it's funny to see it now <laughs> that's, i think yeah, the, yeah, the running across the land and <laughs> bit is terrifying. The, sh- the, sh- the, the shot falling bit.
3: down yeah. is is funny it's it's not that that's scary it's the running across Run, like the land and it's just that
6: and the fact that she stabs him in the face as well it's like it's proper slasher movie stuff isn't it so that's so what we're talking about there. Well, do you ever actually, do not ever
8: actually see a knife on flesh, do you,
6: in the film at all? It's no. he's just flailing in front you, yeah. hear the noise of the, the watermelon or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah it was watermelon, watermelon. Um, So that we're talking about uh, Arbogast. So s- <laughs> sorry, so Sam and Lila. Lila is Vera Miles. She is Marion's sister. Worries, wondering where, where her sister is, and um, knows about the money and all that sort of stuff. And she turns up. Does she turn up first, or does Arbogast turn up first? To Sam's? She, shows up, she first. shows up first, and, then, he comes and then Arbogast comes in, and he's like a private hire, and he's a detective mm. looking for Marion. Um, he's been hired by Mister Casty to find her because she stole all of his money. So then you've got, so then the film becomes Sam, Lila, and Arbogast are looking for Marion, and they're the threat to Norman. And it's it is funny, isn't it? Because you don't know who to sympathise with more. Because you feel bad for Sam and Lila, but you sort of feel bad for Norman as well. Mm. Especially if you don't know the dynamics. You're always on Norman's team anyway. Aren't you really, but um, so you have a really tense moment. that You been Gast John was saying before. Mm. You, is it your favourite scene in the film? Oh, Where?
8: that all just those two scenes. Just the acting and is just so good. Mm. It, it, is this it, being pushy? Yeah, it's it's hard. It was. I say it was. I was struggling to try and make notes because I was so captivated by those yeah. two scenes. And yeah. The acting is just so good. I can't remember the actor's name. Isn't he in uh, Twelve Angry Men as well? Isn't he he is. <coughs> Yeah. Just, yeah. It's one of my favourite films as well, and he's so good in this as well.
3: It's um, Morton Balsam. Yeah.
8: Because when he's questioning him, and as you said, the, the shot with Norman, and it's like you can see he's needling Norman, and you can see he's getting places. He, he yeah. knows when someone's lying. Yeah. And Norman can lie to like you know you know a customer who comes mm. in, and he can lie to Marion Crane, but this guy's a detective, and he knows. So we know that something's wrong, and you can see it's making it Norman uneasy.
0: I wasn't lying to you, Mr. Did oh, you? I know that. I know you wouldn't lie. You know, it's tough keeping track of the timer, right? Oh, I, I know, it? I know. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it was raining, and... um Her hair was all wet. i tell you, it's not, <laughs> it's not really a very good picture, really. No, I guess not. Well, tell me all about her. Well, um... She arrived uh, rather late one night, and she... Went straight to sleep and uh, left early the next morning.
9: Well, how early? Oh,
0: very early. Mm-hmm. Which morning was that? Uh, the, um, the, the, the 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 next morning, Sunday.
9: I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, did anyone meet her here?
0: No. Did she arrive with anyone? No.
9: Uh-huh. Did she make any phone calls or? No. Locally? Mm-hmm. Did you spend the night with her? How would you know that she didn't make any phone calls?
0: Well, well, well she was very tired. And uh, see, now I'm starting to, to um, remember it. I'm making a mental picture of it in my mind. You know, if you make a mental picturization of something... That's right, that's right. Take your time. Um, she, was, she was sitting back there. No, no, she was standing back there with a sandwich in her hand. And she said uh, she had to go to sleep early because she had a, a long... Tr- tr- Drive uh, ahead of her. Mm-hmm. Back where? Back uh, where she
9: came from. No, you said before that she was uh, sitting back. Oh, there, uh, standing. Uh, back yes,
0: there. but back in my uh, in my parlor there. Uh, she was very hungry, and I made her a sandwich. And then she said uh, that she was tired, and she uh, um, had to go right, right to bed. Oh, I see. Uh, how did she pay you? Cash, check? Cash.
9: Cash. Huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, after
0: she left, she uh, didn't come back. Hmm. Well, why should she? <laughs> Uh, well, Mr. Arbogast, uh, I guess that's about it. I've I, I got some work to do, if you don't mind.
9: Well, to tell you the truth, I do mind. You see, if it doesn't gel, it isn't aspic, and
0: this ain't gelling. It's not coming together. Something's missing. Well, I don't know what you c- could expect me to know. People just come and go, you know. That's right. She isn't still here, is she?
3: And I think there's even more than that in some ways. You always see him getting behind the lies that Norman tells to himself. Mm-hmm. And that's... Yeah. There's almost that tension of you read, yeah. read, oh,
7: you're cracking him.
8: Yeah. And it's did so fast mm-hmm. as well, he does well it, more conversation.
7: Yeah. yeah. And I think it only works because of Norman's character, though. Like, if you've done that to anyone else. Like, if you try to do that to me or you or whatever, you'd be like your little private eye get to fuck to the fuck out of me like go away but because you know he's got that nervous disposition it's completely believable that he would just stumble yeah, about himself
3: he can't he can't assert himself at all
6: yeah. because what you've got again another parallel with Marion is she was a really bad criminal and he is a really bad criminal because yeah. he's never been challenged before we know that he's cleaned up murders before we know he's mm-hmm. probably buried bodies before but he's done it in complete Seclusion, because mm. yeah. he's Edward's Papa, a lonely man in the painting. Nobody ever challenges him. So faced with the outside world coming in, the development coming in, um, he's he doesn't he stumbles. Yeah. He does all the wrong things, just like Marion does all the yeah. wrong things with with the stolen money in the car. Um,
8: yeah, well, that's it. He's probably the people he's killed have been like women on their own, and or mm. you know people that no one's been looking for. And so when the
6: outside world comes into his world, he's yeah. not ready for mm. it. not to do. Because his mum isn't there to, to tell him what to do. Well, she isn't, ways. Yes. <laughs> so, the, yeah, Norman's sort of web of lies starts to be unpicked. Um, and Sam and Lila go to see Sheriff Chambers. And his wife. And his wife, played by Lorene Tuttle, Mrs. Chambers. And she is quite camp. Very camp. Perry blue, Perry <laughs> <laughs> So she pick out to the Perry Vinkle so so th- th- Yeah, out. so
3: they're talking about... Um, they're talking about Arbogast having gone out to investigate and Arbogast yeah, phoned, he, yeah, he phones them something. to tell them what yeah. he's found, doesn't he? Um, mm. And says that he's going to investigate more in, in the house than they don't hear from him, which means, which is, which is why Lila and Sam come to town. So they're questioning the sheriff and trying to persuade him to go out. Um, and they're, uh, it's through that conversation mm. that, they find mm. out that Mrs. Bates
8: actually died.
3: because yeah, they, they talk about... Or appears uh, to, to have died. Yeah,
8: they talk about Mrs. Bates, mm. and then the line is, Norman took a wife, and it's like the surprise, and mm. it. Is it's like, well, you know, I couldn't imagine any woman yeah. <laughs> being with yeah, her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, like, happiness for them as
7: well. It's kind of, like, he wanted them to find mm. someone. It's what it, I got from it.
3: But it's so strange that he's they've gone to the local town, He's so far removed from it that mm. they've got no idea what's happened in his life or not mm. happened in his mm. life. Yeah, Um but the sheriff's wife has obviously been so intimately entwined with that family mm. at some point that she's helped Norman pick out his the the dress that his mother is buried in, yeah. Periwinkle yeah <laughs> <laughs>
6: It's very calm it's very And dumb. I like the I like when she describes the the, um, the death of Norman Norman's mum and her lover. And she says when they found them together, they were in bed, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very calm as well. Um, so they're not happy with um, the way the investigation's going. Lylan and Sam, so they head out there to the Bates Motel don't they, to find out for themselves what's going on, and then it all sorts of spirals towards the very famous climax
8: I think you do get the scene before that uh, you, uh, you see Norman carrying his mum down the stairs
6: yeah put me down which ca- yeah, it do, yeah, it
8: does kind of throw you if you don't know what the end of it is you could be saying oh maybe it is something to do with his mum yeah oh, you're not sure. so that keeps you guessing. Keeps you yeah, that's very true
3: because she's saying to him put me down put me down but actually when you know when you see him carrying his mum it's she's just completely too.
7: static mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's him weird
3: talking.
7: and it is it's that shot again from up in the mm-hmm. corner that Doesn't show you much, but it, yeah. I think it's because the way the stairs are placed and everything, it just feels like it's just this stylistic choice, yeah, and that's why you don't see it. So I don't watch that and think they're trying to conceal it, I'm just thinking this looks really nice, yeah, that's an interesting And shot. That
3: was something that was changed from the book, apparently. Arbogast's death in the book actually happens in the hallway, but Hitchcock purposely made it happen on the, um, the landing because. It enables him to conceal more from the audience. Yeah. The
8: mm-hmm. well, I think that the shot upstairs is done like in the slow way, so it's like, because Arbogast comes in, he's not really, mm. he's got no fear, he, you know, he walks in casually, and the quick cut, so that is so that, you know, you can see it's happened, yeah. it's fast, and he doesn't expect it, and the audience doesn't expect it, so it's jarring to you, mm. as as jarring as it is him, when he's murdered. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> enough to the face. Yeah,
6: that's very true. So, um, Whilst Sam is keeping Norman busy, not in the way I'd have liked to have seen. <laughs> yeah, I would have into
7: that. I was hoping. Yeah. There was still a bit of tension there, I thought. <laughs> we just read into that. thinking, Wishful yeah.
8: thinking. thinking. Yeah.
7: There was tension. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me. Yeah, I
3: think the tension actually is. There's, some, I think there's from this point, there's more and more tension between Sam and Lila. There's like a. I think there's a, a nascent romance
8: happening between the Yeah, the uh, definitely.
6: Yeah. But whilst he's keeping him busy um, with a good hard bumming in, in <laughs> the hotel. <laughs> Did you
8: just. I, my version didn't have that scene in ah, it. I've <laughs> got the <this> special edition. <laughs> oh, right enough.
6: It's called the, uh, In Your Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, Lyle goes off and is exploring the house and she goes to Norman's room. And every time I see it, I think that he's been listening to Madonna's Erotica. <laughs> yes he <laughs> <It's laughs> opens the drawer. Yes, <laughs> I always think, oh, is this a <laughs> um, And then she finds a dirty book, which we don't see what's inside. But I'm thinking Tom of Finland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's not actually gay, is he, Norman? There's been there, no. are, there are a couple of like people who try to give it a, this film a queer reading and I think that's wishful thinking as well. No, because it's all about women. That's why he's so fucked up. I think up. it's so no, because he's because part of the you part of the reason why
3: he kills. I think part of the reason why he kills Marion in the first place is because Cause of that conflicted, conflicted her, feelings. Because yeah. he's completely, he thinks she's hot. Yeah, yeah. part of the reason why he's nervous is because he's got these conflicted yeah. sexual yeah. He comes he comes to the feelings. the
7: mother has to destroy her to get him alive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah she's
3: well, yeah. Otherwise, it's actually, the film in some ways doesn't, it, in some ways, it wouldn't make sense otherwise.
7: Yeah. yeah. I think it's
6: just reaching. Um, people will always try to read into stuff, not they?
7: From like, it, even, it's always reached it's just, as, like, it's kind of used as, um, it gives transgender people a bad name and stuff hmm. like that. But even in the film itself, it says, this has got nothing to do with that.
6: I can't yet, yeah, I can't see. In it. a very, yeah, in a very ham fisted Oh, 60's in a really, words. really but, bad but, way. <laughs> yeah. That, that we'll come back to that again. yeah
3: we'll get to that I wonder whether you think it's erotica that's on his record player because <laughs> Mrs Bates very early on in the film which is telling Norman off for of getting involved with Marion says something about cheap erotic music for cheap erotic minds yes <laughs> she does she does she does yeah
6: maybe that's why I think Madonna's whole career yes <laughs> yeah that's probably it um but then uh, when she goes and v- looks in Mrs. Spater's room and the, de- the indent in the bed, I always yeah. found that yeah. strange. Yeah. That's weird. That's really weird. Because how fat was she? <laughs> She's pretty slim, isn't she? <laughs> <all know>? <laughs> <laughs> She's been up and it's been yeah. Dis- yeah, yeah. But I always found that a bit weird. But I love that whole searching the room and sees herself in the mirror of It's like
8: 10 years of dead weight in the same spot, wouldn't it? But probably just... Yeah. Dead dead dead. So, yeah. <laughs> all yeah. of the would come Me.
6: out of well wouldn't so their bed's full of like dead Yeah, yeah. and it was probably, <laughs> it was probably <laughs> it was,
3: the mattress was probably stuffed with feathers or mm. horse hair or something Straw. not like, horse, yeah. not, like yeah. not like yeah, sprung or whatever so memory foam memory foam <laughs> 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 it's not the music bed memory
6: foam <laughs> um, so yeah we spiral towards the climax where where. Um, Norman realises what Lila and Sam are up to, clocks Sam over the head, then bums him, and then. Um... <laughs> 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 that was that scene in prison as oh, <laughs> well. Oh, jump me it's uh, 10 inches long, 10 minutes long. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and he races up to stop Lila, but it's too late. Lila's discovered his secret because she's made her way down to the fruit cellar to find Mrs. Bates. Creepy as hell. He's sat with her back to the camera and she turns Mrs. Bates around to face us. And spoiler alert, Mrs. Bates is a stuffed old... Corp. Corp. Wizzled corpse. old prune. Yes, she is.
2: Mrs. Bates.
6: She is my actually Theresa May, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but drier, <laughs> with better teeth. Yeah, and shows her arms. And Norman comes racing in behind her, dragged up as his mother. So we realise it was him all along.
7: And is Sam snatches his wig, which is just really unquote
6: for. Sam snatches his wig, Sam rips yes. his top off, rips his top is, off, rips his dress off, is, rips that? his top off, and bums him. <laughs> 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 Over the corpse. <laughs> um, and so there we have the climax, kind of, because then we've got another little few minutes, haven't we? Yeah, like I'm tacked scene at the end. Psychoanalysis, much like in Dress to Kill. They do the same thing in Dress to Kill. Um, but to Palmer's made the career of ripping off Hitchcock, hasn't he? Well yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So it's, this is the only bit of the film yeah. that I yeah that I don't like.
3: It's too long and it it's a sort of sort of it's a bit it, it does need it it needs some of that explanation and I think probably at the time it definitely needed that yeah. explanation yeah. to try and make sense of things. But it almost goes on too long. I don't give a shit but the um the psychoanalyst the psychoanalyst just is
8: of shit yeah. as well this was probably sixty psychology though wasn't
7: it yeah but to get this much information from him and to get this such of a clear analysis you would have had me to study him for months and months <laughs> and months to get this level of understanding of his psychosis
8: but even then don't you say that things like that in reality don't really exist or like split, the split personality split personalities schizophrenia is like, not split personality
7: yeah, it, and it's it is split personality, but it's not, no. But it, it, the it's actual, not like this. to have an
8: actual split personality is so rare. It's, you know, yeah, of, and it's not uh, a few hundred, hundred people in, in the country without it. Yeah, but
7: not many people really dress as the mother, and go kill people. So I suppose could be one of them. Yeah, true. But it, the cycle just just bullshit. Like, I just didn't like him. It's just to tie.
3: It's just to. It's just to tie it, up it's just a these society. ends, yeah. isn't yeah. it? <laughs> And then it leads you, and it's to lead you. It's to give you an ex an excuse to lead to the final scene where the final with scene is with perfect. no yeah with with mother. Um, and Martin. that's I love that very very final scene with yeah. mother. I think that's incredible. It's just, I It's just, just that explanation, ex- the exposition or whatever yeah, it is that the, you call yeah, it. There, there is, is. Yeah. he's got
6: the blanket wrapped around him. Yeah. sitting on the stool. Yeah. Ben and Martin, he looked really fast in that last scene. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> he's so handsome
7: <laughs> he is, right, in that yeah, final right. scene but then he goes from being really really handsome and gorgeous and boyish and then as the talking's going on and it's more and more from
6: mother his face changes and he looks down a bit and smiles mm. and then he's fucking terrifying that's 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 like a real that's an amazing actor doesn't it? who can yeah. change his face like that because he does that a couple of times in the film and it's just a completely different character from the beginning of that scene to yeah. the end of that scene and it's, yeah. pff, it's a creepy image to go out I wouldn't even harm a fly <laughs> yeah and the little subliminal image of it where he turns into the mum's skull yeah. just before mm. the scene fades out. It's fabulous. So yeah, the really bad definition of
7: transvestites and stuff from the psychologist, which is just
3: I mean some of it I didn't mind actually the explanation of well, transvestism just... was actually was actually yeah. was actually good and in some ways was actually accurate in that this has nothing to do with with you. Know, this yeah. hasn't anything yeah, to do yeah. with men who Men who cross-dress or get a sex, you have, you get off sexually with dressing in women's clothes. Yeah, actually He right. says that, that's right.
7: But then he says people who change sex and also would refer to them as transvestite, but that might have just been in the times.
3: Well, actually, probably in those times they probably was have. Yeah, to, do that's Because like, I wouldn't, kind down,
7: of puts them two together, like saying it's not them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas they are oh,
3: completely separate. That's definitely in. a side of the time. Yeah, That's so what I was like. And, we, and that can't be. I don't exercise Yeah, I didn't. Really. That, but it's just too long. And too, it goes on too far too long. I can't believe that Marion and Sam are so interested.
8: Lila. 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 I'm sorry,
3: Lila. Lila and Sam are so interested. Marion's in the swamp. She is in the swamp. Oh,
8: no, she's she might have been pulled up. I don't. Oh, yeah. Because the last scene is the car. The, the car getting up. pulled up the swamp, yeah. isn't
7: it? Mm, I don't know whether need needed that scene the car yeah I think going out on the face would have been enough for I think that yeah. yeah I think that was, that like was a such bit a, a powerful like image it's and a, it it's, ends it's not a bad final shot by any means and like it most just gives closure to her story
8: that they found her uh, yeah not
6: and, too, and the money <laughs> they <don't worry>, yeah. <laughs> found the money
7: I just wanted it to end on him because I just think that's that, that a was better. the matter that yeah. was like the entire point was him yeah
6: I suppose it's a full circle moment isn't it because the film started with her so it ends with her
4: they know I can't even move a finger, and I won't. I'll just sit here and be quiet, just in case they do suspect me. They're probably watching me. Well, let them. Let them see what kind of a person I am. I'm not even gonna swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see, and they'll know, and they'll say,
3: why she wouldn't even harm a fly. One of my, my, my favourite bits of the film involves the car when he's pushed the car into the swamp mm. and it sinks in. <laughs> and then it, there's the hot stuff in there. No. Where but you're willing it to it carry to, on? Um, yeah, yeah, you're willing it to carry on. And <laughs> and, but for how oh, there's a real. Where it just doesn't look like it's going to get. And
6: doesn't eat milk duds the whole time as well. I like his nervous eating and I hate watching people eat on TV. I've got a weird thing about it, but I love watching him eat because it's part of his character. It's Mm. his his nerves. Because
8: he he offers arbogasts and treats as
6: well. Yeah, Yeah, it's this sort of boyish nervousness, isn't it, of him? I think it says a lot about him.
8: It is completely based
7: on well not completely but it's based on Ed Gein yeah loosely based on but old
6: Ed Gein gave us quite a lot of horror movies didn't he? yeah this is
7: probably
8: the closest to actually him yeah I think none of the other films really deal with is like his obsession
6: with his mother they just
8: they just play up his um, stealing of corpses yeah Ed Gein only killed like he only killed, he
7: only killed, killed clear, two, two people, clear, notes, which right, sounds really bad when you say it only. But only
6: <laughs> I must have read, I must have read it wrong. I, I read that he killed loads of people. No, he
7: took up loads of bodies, but he only right, killed two people. even nice. in the special features on the DVD, which I remember, imagine we might the same one. They talk about how he murdered all these people, and For I was watching, it, or and I was watching it going, no. Yeah. no he never <laughs> I thought that but I um, was thinking
6: well, maybe got, like, I'm wrong because they're saying it on a DVD so it must be true it's a special feature it's a special feature
3: saying it in, in Wikipedia that you only killed two so that must be uh, yeah I, well, but yeah. I think yes, you know, yes, it
6: is,
8: it is right? I think Psycho it's probably too. gets closer to the, his psychology where it was to do with his mother his mother was yeah, his mother like coddled him and wouldn't, didn't want him going around with girls. Because yeah, I yeah. think one of the people he killed was a prostitute that looked like his mother, right. wasn't it? And then he yeah. his neighbour, and that's how he got fat. Yeah, but yeah. he dug up his mother's, and he dug up in real, in reality, he dug up his mother's corpse and wore it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made oh, a suit yeah. out of it and wore it. So you know, nickel belts. In in Psycho, his
6: mom becomes him, but in the reality, he became his mom. He became his he mom, like yeah. wearing morning. the skin. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he becomes his mum in Psycho at the end, doesn't yeah. he? Because she's just completely taken over by the end mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. I suppose with Psycho, that does what you say. It captures the psychology, whereas the films that came after, like, Texas Chainsaw and um, Santa of the Lambs yeah. and stuff, they they focus more just... They took inspiration from the, the physical element of it, in The grim...
7: I get... I'm just trying to think of this.
6: Like, Texas Chainsaw just steal...
7: It just steals, like, the, the, um, the skin the wearing. The skin wearing and, and the, stuff in the decorations yeah. and stuff like that. What's... Sounds the Lampsteel. Buffalo Bill man. is kind yeah, of based on...
6: He's making a suit of women, isn't he, so. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. How
7: did I forget that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's it. Yeah, got it. Yeah. I just couldn't remember when I read that it was based on that as well.
6: Yeah. So the film came out to mixed critical reviews, but audiences loved it, didn't they? Yeah. Um Hitchcock did a really cool trailer which I'll try and play on, there, but where it was like him taking you around the scenes of yeah. madness and stuff and saying, this is where it happened. And
5: Good afternoon. Here we have a quiet little motel tucked away off the main highway. And as you see, perfectly harmless looking. When in fact, it has now become known as the scene of the crime. This motel also has, as an adjunct, an old house, which is, if I may say so, a little more sinister-looking, less innocent than the motel itself. And in this house, the most dire, horrible events took place. I think we can go inside because the place is up for sale. Although I don't know who's going to buy it now. In that window on the second floor, the single one in front, that's where the woman was first seen. Let's go inside. You see even in daylight this place still looks a bit sinister now it was at the top of these stairs that the second murder took place she came out of the door there and met the victim at the top of course in a flash there was the knife and in no time the victim tumbled and fell with a horrible crash i think the back broke immediately it hit the floor it was it's difficult to describe the way that the, the, the t- twisting of the of the well i it's, uh, i won't dwell upon it l- l- come upstairs of course the victim or should i say victims hadn't any conception as to the type of people they would be confronted with in this house especially the woman she was the weirdest and the most well, well let's go into her bedroom Here's the woman's room, still beautifully preserved. And the imprint of her figure on the bed where she used to lay. I think some of her clothes are still in this wardrobe. was the son's room, but uh, we won't go in there, because his favourite spot was the little parlour behind his office in the motel. Let's go down there. This young man, you had to feel sorry for him. After all, being dominated by an almost maniacal woman was enough to drive anyone to the extreme of... Uh, Uh, well, let's go in. Well, I suppose you'd call this his hideaway. His hobby, as you see, was taxidermy. Crow here, an owl there. Now, an important scene took place in this room. There was a private supper here. And, uh... Oh, by the way, this picture has great significance because uh, let's go along to cabin number one I want to show you something there Hide it up. The bathroom. <clears throat> well, I cleaned all this up you now. Big difference. You should have seen the blood. The whole the whole place was well, it's it's too horrible to describe. Dreadful. And I'll tell you, there's a very important clue was found here. Down there. Well, the murderer, you see, crept in here very slowly. Of course, the shower was on, there was no sound. And, uh,
8: Of his deal, that he got some percentage points from it instead. He lowered his fees, didn't he? But then got he
6: deferred percent- it. Yeah, okay. he didn't get any money and said, I'll take, I'll take percentage points. And then mm. he well made, made loads of money made, off he them. made millions, yeah, <laughs> off it, which is really you know good for him. Smart. Um, Anthony Perkins went on to um have numerous affairs, mm. which I'd like to have seen as well. Uh, Steven the Santa. list is um, James Dean or Hudson, Tab Hunter. Paul Newman. Oh, wow! Really? Surprise to me. Um on time, and but he he has a like a long lasting affair with a, a love affair with a, like a dancer, a dancing choreographer called Grover Dale. But he hated the fact that he was gay so much that he actually volunteered for aversion therapy. Mm. Got the electroshock therapy, all that sort of stuff. Had sex with a woman for the first time in the 70s and it was Victoria Principal from Dallas. Wow. <laughs> um and then he married he married a woman in 1973, Barry Berenson. And um they were sort of married up until his death. But there's a really interesting which I found today. There's a book by a French writer, his sort of autobiography about coming out in this in the fifties and sixties. And he had an affair with Anthony Perkins, and he writes about it in the oh, book. Wow. And um, he, his name is Patrick Loazzo, and he worked for Yves Saint Laurent, like a boutique. Mm. And uh, Anthony Perkins came in one day, and I think he bought a scarf or something. Oh no, he bought some trousers, which he made Patrick measure him up for. Out of his mum. Out of his mum, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he measured him up for it. And um, there was an instant connection, and then he went away. And then he got back in touch um, which I'm realising is all a bit like the, the which is a bit like this plot of Carol. Who yes? Yeah. Um so he and then he, he called from like his hotel suite or something and said these trousers don't fit properly, I need to come back. So he came back, got his trousers fitted again <laughs> and slipped him his phone number. And then they began like an affair, like a really love lovely, like romantic affair for like ten weeks while he was filming something in Paris. And then he and then he sort of fucked off and left Patrick and went back to Hollywood, but then they met up again. But Patrick was already with someone else by then and stuff. But um, it sounds it sounds like quite like a romantic mm. thing, and I'm going to read into it more. The wife says that they had like a happy marriage; it was a fulfilling marriage and all that. But then he died of AIDS in 1992, mm. um, and you know people say that he was a, he was a regular in Times Square, sex cinemas, and men, boys and hustlers and all that sort of stuff so he basically lives in the closet for the rest of his life which is it's very sad really really tragic yeah so i put us all on a down again <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so 25
3: years since Anthony Perkins death
6: the really sad thing is and quite poetic given what he says in the film is that he, he lived in a private trap mm. for yeah. all, that, all that time yeah and then died but he was um, maybe that. Maybe that's it his,
8: his performance wasn't so much of a performance it yeah. was his real life
6: wasn't it mm. yeah down to the mother <laughs> yeah which is really weird really strange I wonder if Hitchcock knew
8: that <laughs> or or whether it was just a, unlucky, a horrible coincidence he, I'm sure
7: I read somewhere that he deliberately cast him because he knew he was gay okay because like he knew he'd be able to betray that um, having something hidden yeah from I'm sure I read somewhere but maybe Yeah. Make it
6: look, look. yeah. Well, I sli- feel like it did slightly more upbeat is looking at John Gavin what John Gavin went on to do and he was in Spartacus as Julius Caesar in a in a very hot sauna scene so okay. I think we need to investigate that, that's yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. that's Kubrick Kubrick again Kubrick yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he only
8: got the job because of um, Kirk Douglas Kubrick yeah he um, Kirk, um, it was a different director originally uh, and then he pulled out because he couldn't he, he couldn't commit to her or something and Kirk Douglas had just done Pats of Glory with um, Kubrick oh, so he is. said I know someone will do it and that's how Kubrick came into these Vasquez.
6: ah oh, ok interesting Another gay classic. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, there's not much more you can say about Psycho. Every, you know, if you haven't seen it, then sorry, we just spoiled it for you. But go and watch it. It's it is the quintessential horror movie. If you're a slasher movie fan and you haven't seen it, then you need to go and do your homework because this is where it all began. Really. Would
8: you Would you call it the
6: first slasher? Would you say? Possibly. Some people say Peeping Tom as well, hmm. but I haven't actually seen it, so I haven't seen Peeping yeah. Tom, so I can't comment. for. So
7: like so I mean, 60 same year same year I think it's the same year I, yeah I would I'd, no. go, I'd go as far as to say it's the first slasher it's still it's got to be the one that's most yeah um, most famous and most tropes that have kind of
6: carried on yeah definitely so Hitchcock thank you for giving us the first slasher movie a couple of years later three years later he brought out another classic camp horror that we're definitely going to cover it's in our theme song so we've got to cover it The Birds okay. which is another of my favourite horror movies ever made um, starring the fabulous Tippi Hedren. Yeah. Hedren um, So listen out for our next Hitchcock special Which will be coming up sometime in the next few months And we will be covering the birds So thanks so much for tuning in Like I said at the beginning of the episode John will be putting his, his blog post on The Void up soon. soon So they'll probably be here by now So go and listen to it at screamingqueens.com There's also a really interesting blog that John wrote about Horror Scores and there's a big part of that about Mm. Bernard Herrmann and about Psycho which uh, which ties in nicely with what we're talking about tonight so go and have a little listen to that as well and um, thank you for tuning in as always Uh and we shall see you soon
0: it's not as if she were a a maniac a raving thing she just goes a little mad sometimes We all go a little mad sometimes.